This is Don't Panic, episode number 374, recorded November 6th, 2023. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that sometimes talks about technology. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by two guys who have all the discounted Halloween candy they could ever eat. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Good evening, gentlemen. I certainly do have a lot of discounted Halloween candy. Yes. Was it last week where we talked about Halloween? Did we talk about Halloween? Yes. Yeah. How did it go, Dan? How did it go at the house? I can hear. Let me pull up. I wrote up a report, actually, legitimately. This is good. We should get in the habit of this. This is great. Yeah. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Um, first visit, because this was a question I had, 4.50 p.m., um, the people across the street, and they were moving with a purpose, so they, they were not on our block for long. They hit all, and then I don't know where they went. Last visit, 8.15 p.m., um, and I think I mentioned last week, we only had one large but only one large bag of costco candy and we only went through about a third of it i would say somewhere between only 20 and 40 total visitors i would say closer to 30 or 40 than 20 we had a couple like three groups of eight uh and then a couple much smaller groups um lena did run her social experiment of providing no guidance to the kids on how much candy they should take and I would say that 90% of kids took one piece of candy when offered no instructions. No, no questions asked. Didn't even think about it. A couple of kids took one and then asked if they could have more. And then Lena would say, yes, they could have as much as they want. And I would say on average, those people took four more. So an average of five for the people who asked more. Only one person took a giant handful without asking. Uh, so overall, I would say... You're shocked that we didn't get more more traffic, um, though the fact that our Halloween decor consisted of one pumpkin on the steps <laughs> was maybe a contributing factor. Although I learned of another contributing factor the other day, which was, um, you know, we talked last week about how when I was growing up, the densest neighborhoods were always the most attractive places to go to because you could get so much stuff. But little did I know that we are being usurped by, ooh, we lost Colby by an even more dense neighborhood, which is the 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 street where all the businesses are on, they're all ha- handing oh. out candy. So everybody goes there, and they don't necessarily wander around, which is too bad. Um, but yeah, other, overall, it went way better, way better in some ways than I uh, thought it would because we didn't run out of candy, but also way worse than that we didn't have that many people, I feel like. Now, uh, interesting... Uh, first of all, I'm glad your social experiment proved that man truly is good. Um, <laughs> and you will spare oh, kids us Kids are good, at least. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't lost this generation yet. Um, my question for you, and what I'm curious about, is especially as you got later into the night, and it was sort of, I would assume, their last stop or one of their last stops, how much volume were these kids getting of candy? Were they getting a lot, a little, like how full were their bags? Oh, no, just as they were. Because that's my question is where they were taking one piece because they knew they were hitting a lot of houses or were they just not getting that much candy total? Was to be honest, I don't remember. They couldn't pick it up off the side. (laughs) And they're like, oh, maybe one more. Struggling to get it up the five steps. (laughs) I've seen kids like that come to my house. Don't laugh. I've seen it. They go nuts. I didn't think to check, Sean. Next year, I will look. I will well, say yeah, you one need of a new the, experiment. That we we do need a new experiment. Um, one of the funniest things was this. Like, I assume they're brother and sister. There was one adult standing way back, and there were these two kids. And the brother was relatively gregarious as far as kids go. He asked them, like, "Oh, what's your costume?" And he told us in very little words, but he told us it was a full, complete sentence. And what I assume was his his, his sister was like, it was her body language with regards to our door and the, the box of candy was like um, like Indiana Jones taking the thing off the altar. She was <laughs> fully pressed up against the side of the door frame with her, her like 
this way. Her, her, her chest was facing out, and her just one hand, and it slowly moved towards the thing that it hesitated. She grabbed one and quickly moved it back, and then sort of sidled back, but kept staring at us the entire time as if we were a dangerous, um, you know, predator, uh, which was just so funny. And we were like, and we asked her like, "What's your costume?" And she just stared at us like like we were a terrifying monster. And then her brother answered. Um, it was, so that was the funniest thing that happened. Did you notice any, uh, I just like quizzing you. Did you notice any costume trends this year? What, what was hot? What was the hot costume? Um, I didn't notice any costume trends again. I think I could only name two costumes though. So they were definitely, um, mostly costumes that I remember recognizing like, Oh, it's a, it's a shark or, <clears throat> something like that mm-hmm. and not like like what's that um there was one costume that my friend who was over was like oh my god you're so-and-so from this thing that i'd never heard of and she's like oh my god you got it and i was, I was like wow okay so there was <laughs> definitely one i didn't know but most of them felt familiar and not like again compared to the etsy halloween party these were i would guess 95 percent store-bought sure um we were sort of one of the large groups of people, and this was kind of interesting, was a group of kids dressed as police that very aggressively knocked on our door as if it was like a drug bust or something. And these weren't like teenagers. I would guess these were, you know, somewhere between 10 and 13 years old. Um, so that was a little aggressive and also kind of an interesting choice uh, in Seattle to dress up as police officers and wander around. Um but but yeah, mostly uneventful. We watched um, we watched we started a new tradition. We watched Young Frankenstein uh, nice. throughout the night, which was fun. Yeah, nice. Sounds like you had a good time. Yeah, excellent. Well, I do. I I did. I did pluck some. I did finally get a picture of me in my Halloween costume. Okay, if you'd like to see it in the old uh, camera up to the phone vision. Oh my god. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, the, the mustache really makes it. Um Yeah. But that's now, why that is, did you decide to go with Luigi and not Mario? You know, I've always been a Luigi guy. I was I was <laughs> you know, maybe it's because I'm a middle child. I, I don't I don't know the psych I'm sure there's some psychology book somebody wrote once where it's like if you think you're Luigi, you're blankety blank. But uh I always played as Luigi. I got respect. Mario's he's overrated. You know, he's mm-hmm. had too much. Luigi, he's just a nice guy. He's just doing his thing, you know. And Luigi a better character in Super Smash Brothers, so there you go. And overall. So um yeah, I do wonder <laughs> if there's like one of those bud buzzfeed quizzes, like which Mario character are you? Um, cause I, I wonder someone if someone wrote their PhD on what, what the, uh, the psychology, <laughs> the psychology. of super Mario brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I'm sure I failed whatever test that was. So well, good. I'm glad we, uh, glad we survived and, and cruised happily into November. We made it. Yes. It's already here. Um, yeah, I guess this is a little bit of a, a programming note, but, uh, if you look at my flighty, uh, <laughs> It gets truly nuts. I mean, it says, like, how many days away are your flights? Here's my, like, list. 3, 16, 14, 32, 40, 42, 46, 53. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the next two months are going to be pretty interesting. It's basically already... What I mean is it's basically already (laughs) December for me. (laughs) I see. Poor guy. Yeah. I, oh, it just added a bunch of, it literally just added more flights when I was looking at it. Yeah, so a bunch of mine got canceled, but really they were just like we had booked them nine months in advance and it just mm. I don't know why they do this, but then everything changed and so I had to re-add them back. Yeah. And you got a bunch of odd uh, Australian flights in here I've never even heard of. Yes. Launched we're doing in a, Hobart. A turducken vacation. Oh my goodness. Is that vacation in a vacation? In a vacation? In a vacation? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. It's exciting. You're getting all over. Los Angeles, New York, Phoenix. Dan, you're seeing this. You've got to be racking up the miles here. Yeah, not really. Um, 
I've been I've been airlines. flying exclusively Alaska this year, and they're like, you only have, and this is I've already booked these things, right? You only have like twenty six thousand miles more to go until the lowest possible status. I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> not happening. No, no, that's what someone once told uh, a heavy traveler once told me. They said. Until you get the credit card of the airline, don't even bother with points. Because that's how you really like super boost the points is with the credit card. Uh, if you're just earning frequent flyer, you're never going to get anywhere. Lena got it one year because she traveled internationally like once every two months. Um, yeah. And that did it. But otherwise, yeah, I have not come close. I got the frequent flyer on Amtrak once. That was fun. That's right. So did I. Yeah, when I worked for the Rhode Island company. Mm, that was yeah, nice. right. Right. That one wasn't too bad. You you didn't have to take I feel like you could take like 10 or fewer and and they, at least New York to Boston ish routes and and you were in. Yeah. I think it helped that we we always took the the Acela, which is by default, like any ticket on the fast train is business class, which gets you more points. But I also think they have like tiers of it. And I was only ever the first, you know, the first tier of like select. You weren't at the Joe Biden tier? No, <laughs> no, that's that's hard. That's dedication. <laughs> Excellent. Well, anything uh, anything else of note, gentlemen? I don't want to rush us past the banter section of the show before we get into the meat of it. I don't think so. I installed more smart light switches this weekend. It went much more smoothly than last time. Did I tell you about the light bulbs, the dimmable light bulbs last time? Okay, yeah. The same thing happened this time, and I was like, before I freak out and before I start messing with the wires again, I'm going to take all the light bulbs from downstairs that I know work with these switches and put them upstairs, and then it worked fine. It's like, okay, great. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, the only complication, there's always a complication, right, is that the the little lamp that hangs on the ceiling Um. The light bulbs, the dimmable light bulbs that we got are, and I learned all about this. There are different size light bulbs, like A19 is the standard size light bulb. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the light bulbs in there are A19 light bulbs. The light bulbs where I placed them with are A19 light bulbs, but they are slightly bigger and the lamp no longer fits over the light bulbs. So now we have a, we're transitioning into an industrial uh, look in the upstairs or, or it's actually very chic, right? The, it, it's just like, a, a thing coming down from the ceiling and then a little T-bar and two light bulbs hanging off of it. You, you know, paint that gold and you could you could put it in restoration hardware right now. Sell that for like five. You guys bucks. have great taste. <laughs> Very classy. That's nice. Nice. There's still two sw light switches in my apartment that are not smart switches. I kind of forgot about them until just now. <laughs> get them on the list well i've been thinking how far down this rabbit hole should i go the bathrooms seem unnecessary because at least I our bathrooms only have one way in and one way out it's very difficult to leave the lights on or it's not difficult but you always have an opportunity to turn them off um yeah which cuts down on it a lot the bedrooms that only sean and colby have ever slept in I think I'm going to sure. leave those as regular light switches felt, for now. They felt very dumb to me. I'm going to be honest. Sleeping in there. <laughs> yeah. Not very smart. <laughs> yeah. See, I always like. I don't really turn off the lights when I'm headed towards bed. And the bathroom is the only one that doesn't is the, the only the only one on my path to bed that doesn't have a smart light switch. Mm. So. Sometimes, you know, you're groggy, brushing your teeth or whatever, you get in bed, hit the button, and, like, it's still light. It's like, damn it. And then I have to get up and turn it off. It's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you've crossed the threshold <clears throat> where uh, it's well over 80% of your lights have have them. Yeah. I don't know if we've gotten into this. 
I'm starting to depreciate smart home assets in my home. I I am pulling away from the smart home in my house. I'm I'm categorically over it. What, what because it's the, become more of a hassle than it's worth. What was the last straw? <sighs> Wise. I, for years on here, sung their praises and said, why would you buy the expensive stuff? Their stuff's just as good, only <laughs> cheaper. Spoiler alert, it's not as good because uh, a bunch of the cameras broke. So I had to buy a bunch of new, more expensive cameras and the door locks stopped working. So I had to go buy more expensive electronic door locks <laughs> and all this dumb shit where I'm just like, and then my hue lights have been acting up and I'm just like, oh my God, like I don't need any of this stuff and it's so expensive. And I'm just like, I'm just, it, you know, whenever you like, it's like throwing good money after bad. Like I kind of feel like I'm in a smart home sinkhole where it's like, well, if the smart wall switch isn't working, you got to go buy a better one. Cause this one's not working. And it's like, it's just too much, man. I'm really, I'm just exhausted. <laughs> That's fair. So I'm pretty sure I saved all of my dumb light switches. I could send you a couple if you need them. <laughs> the, good is, the great thing about dumb light switches is they're like 99 goddamn cents at Home Depot. <laughs> I can outdo, I could, I could refit the, by the way, I did that at my last house. I went, before I moved in, I literally replaced every single switch and outlet because they were all gross. And it cost me like $30 for the whole house to do all of them. Um, so it's not, you know, and then what ends up happening is I install them and then I just don't, I just go to the wall and hit the switch. Like I never like feel I use them enough to justify, um, you know, there's one or two, but yeah, it's, it's not needed. Um, are you, and you're not a Lutron boy, Sean? My wall switches are Lutron. Okay. And they work well. Those work well. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't complained a, a lot of problem is I'm a big lamp guy um, mm. in my house. So they're not on switches. So that's why I did all the hue bulbs and those have been getting war. I've had those for, I got them long five, 10 years ago, long time ago. And they have just started to get really flaky and they're not quite working right. And they don't respond as fast. And I, I don't know what the issue is, but I'm like, I'm not replacing all those bulbs. Yeah. I had a, yeah. There was like a month where my hue bulbs didn't work at all. And then they started working again. <laughs> I guess it's fine. Yeah, I've also yeah. had issues with, with the hue bulbs. Luckily, I um, the, the smart doorbell uh, is the one thing I'm not 100% satisfied with. Uh, but I've had... The garage door opener for about six months, that has never failed. Unlike my previous one, the whatever, what's the $20 one that Amazon will sell you and they'll give it to you for free if they let you, if you let them open mm. their garage to put their packages in or whatever. Whatever that one is, that one was terrible. Um, but the fancy one that Wirecutter recommended has been rock solid. The smart door lock so far has been rock solid. I've only had that for a couple months. Uh, and the ring cameras have been really solid. Uh, and the light switches, like you said. So I think I've gotten lucky, but I used to have hue bulbs and I took them all out except for one that we use in the lamp. And yeah, once every three to six months, it just stops working, uh, in the on position, which is really annoying because that's a lamp in our bedroom. So like, all right, Hey, dingus, turn off the lights. And it's like, I'm sorry, but your thingy isn't responding. Like, ah, <laughs> um, no. but otherwise yeah. I've been pretty lucky. I feel like. But I'll give you an example, right? So I bought the ring doorbell with the camera in it yeah. uh, to go with all the other ring stuff. Great. I It took me a while to figure out to get it to work, but I got it installed. The camera works. I, for the life of me, cannot get the little goddamn plug-in chime that comes with it to make noise when you push the bell. I've tried everything. <laughs> so my doorbell does not ring. It buzzes my phone, but there is no <laughs> audible chime in the house because the stupid... And I think I'm just unlucky or there's just way too many... You know, people who say like they're allergic to Wi-Fi and stuff like if it's possible to be that there is so much going on in my house wirelessly. I think it's literally making me crazy. So <laughs> I, I'm not like I have like over 40 Wi-Fi devices in my house. Let, uh, let me count my many. current uh, hmm. my current count. It's, it's absolutely I only have 36. Oh, 
It's bad. Wow. I know I'm over 40. I don't know what the current count is, but I know I know I'm over 40. 40. 36. This is like the the car, watches, phones, PlayStation, smart outlets. Light bulbs, cameras, sensor. I got I therm- guess that's the thing because, sensors. because I'm mostly in Lutron or Hue, each of those only count as one thing on True. the Wi-Fi. True. But the ring but cameras I, are all on here. I got Roku's. I've got um Yeah. Too much stuff. Oh man, I only have oh, so anyway. 17, 20. I have 20 clients oh. on my Yeah, but what's the math on the square footage? Like <laughs> per square foot, how are we balancing that out? Because you actually might that might be a lot. <laughs> Mine's five. that is a lot. Uh, we're four hundred and forty square feet. yeah that's what that is about half a device per square foot um wait no no that doesn't make sense does it make sense no isn't it the other way around it would be more than one device a square foot yes no I can't do math after. Cool, but you got a lot of devices. <laughs> it's it's, it's one device for every twenty-two square feet. Okay, that's what mm-hmm. I. Yes. Good. So what you're saying is you could fit more. Yeah, totally. I bet there are some things around here that are like off or not using Wi-Fi right now too. I mean, there's. Uh, I'll be honest, Colby. You inspired me after last week. Uh, Black Friday's coming up. A day where um, I wait all year to buy certain items because I know they'll go on sale, uh, including potentially smart home items. So you never know. But um, one of the things, Colby, is you've, I've really, my crock pot, my slow cooker is on its way out. And I've really been thinking about an instant pot. Yeah, you really got me thinking. And I'm like, that'd be, but you know, they make one with Wi-Fi in it now. And I'm like, I kind of, I purposefully don't want the one with Wi-Fi in it. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't need, like, I've gone totally the, I'm anti-tech. It's terrible. I've ruined my But rep. this has the same problem as the washing machine. What, what well, can you thing achieve is, on it with Wi-Fi that doesn't you, require interaction physically with the thing itself? Well, you can start it and stop it and time it. You can also open the vent remotely. And then they have smart recipes that I guess you can do step by step with it or something. I'm not saying I, I, I don't think I need it. Yeah. But I guess I guess I work from home, so it it never occurred to me that you might want to start it remotely. Sure. Our toaster oven has. Plus, that's the nice thing about an instant pot is it doesn't it doesn't take as long as as a slow cooker. Yours has Wi-Fi, Colby. The t- my toaster oven, not our, our instant pot is just a, just a regular disconnected instant pot. That seems even crazier to me. <laughs> a toaster oven is like a very, you know, instant. It's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Instant gratification sort of device in my mind. <laughs> so it is, I mean, it's a big toaster oven. So you can like, it's like a small oven. You can make actual food in it which we do often um but it has all kinds of things like there's an app and you can like you know you can have it like change the temperature over time like if you're making something where i don't know you you want it to like cook and then get like extra toasty at the end to crisp the top or something you can have it do that automatically um it it won't let you turn it. You like, you can't turn it on remotely. You have to press the button. You can like set the program, but you have to physically press the on button, which is probably smart. Um, one thing that is interesting though, is that when it turns on, it sends a notification to your phone. So uh, there was a period of time where we did have it connected to the Wi-Fi, and I would be at work and I could tell when Laura was like making something. <laughs> <laughs> because I would get a notification. You didn't like prank her by turning it off. And, <laughs> right. You would get you would get a notification that was like, "Oh, your uh, toaster oven has reached. You know, it's preheated. It's it's reached the temperature." But 
Have you seen and, those uh, machines where there's, uh, there's a switch and you flick the switch and then a little arm pops out of a box and flicks it back? That's what Colby's toaster oven is like. <laughs> <laughs> Fully on this. Well, I'll, 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 in terms of on I actually learned about an interesting technology today, and then I we, I do want to get to Dan's topic. The um, I deal with tools a lot at at work in my line of work, and Milwaukee, <laughs> the tool company. This is true. There's a big issue with tools being stolen. It's one of the most stolen items in America are power tools, mainly because they're generally untraceable. So Milwaukee has come out with a new technology where the drills have. I'm pretty sure it's Bluetooth built into them into the drills. And the drills won't work unless an authorized phone is within a certain radius of the drill itself using Bluetooth or whatever the uh, wireless technology is as an authenticator. So it's essentially a key for your power tools. And I thought that's absolutely what I could not imagine picking up a drill. Oh, no, I got to download the app to use my drill. And, it's, and the app doesn't <laughs> even do anything. It just unlocks it. It's not even like it adds functionality. I thought you were going to say there's some sort of NFT technology in the Milwaukee drills now. Honestly, I it would not surprise me, but, you know, like tap, tap your drill to the box of screws and it knows automatically what to do for that screw. Like, I'm sure they're working on stuff like that. <laughs> we're looking at it's like the printers with their proprietary ink cartridges. Where you, have to, <laughs> yes, like, you have to use certified the screws, screws. The screws had to be registered. And if they're not authorized, the drill won't drill. <laughs> Scan the QR code on each screw and what then log the, into the app to register. What was the sci-fi thing where all the guns were fingerprint activated? And if it wasn't your gun, you couldn't use it. You're just like you couldn't pull the trigger. I feel like That's you could a, do that. That's a real thing that exists. Smart guns. They, they, that's a real yeah. thing. But they could do that with drills, right? You have to put your finger on the drill anyways. But I guess sometimes people sure. wear gloves. Yeah. That would... Oftentimes they do. Often, yeah, probably maybe, oftentimes. Maybe like an optical scanner on the drill. You could <laughs> look at it really hard. <laughs> right where the little thing is that, that like shows you if you're drilling leftily. This... <laughs> 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 Crime's a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, why don't we pivot on over to... So it's Dan's topic this week, and I'm yes. very excited to talk about it. Dan, why don't you introduce what uh, what we did today? Yeah, so um, I asked everyone to try out the new search engine called Kagi, K-A-G-I.com. I think it's free to try, but you do eventually have to pay for it. Um. I've been using it for a couple of weeks, so I'll I'll have more to say, and I'll. Uh, but I'm curious what your experiences were, and um, yeah, what what features you used, if any, or if you were just using it like, just like a Google the Google box, you type things in, get a list of links, or if you explored any of the other features. You can go first, Sean. Okay. (laughs) Me. Uh, So I gave it my best shot. So I signed up. There is a free tier um, where you get, I think, 100 searches or something like that uh, per month for free. And then you can upgrade to more searches plus more features. According to the stats, I did 26 searches today. So I signed this in, made it my default in Chrome as soon as I got into the office today on the work computer. Um and did my best to use it. I think the noticeable difference is there's no ads. I think that's kind of the biggest. Um, yeah. I'm just going to do an example search so I can see it. I'll search for me. And I'm not even my own first result. I searched for the Don't Panic podcast with the second link in Kagi. Hey, that's respectable. I was just searching um, for that. Meanwhile, I'm buried. <laughs> down here in the Google results. Uh, but anyway, uh, well, let me start by what I think is good about it. Uh, it's very fast and it's very, if what you're searching for has a good first result, like an obvious answer, I find they get it very quickly and you can get right to that page very quickly. I appreciated that because on Google, you always have to do that thing where you have to like scan through the top couple ads before you get, because, and I won't click on the ad, even if it's taking me where I want to go. Cause fuck them. And so 
with Kagi, I felt the search was fast and the result was fast. The other thing that was great that I just didn't have time to get into was uh, the customization, Mm -hmm. um, which I did a little bit of. So being able to um, adjust how the results are displayed, um, being able to turn off certain features. um, I didn't know you could do that. What can you change about how they're displayed? So under appearance, uh, like, for example, you know how they show like the little icon for the website, the Mm. little favicon icon. You can turn that off. You can put the URL above the text title of the page. You can there's a whole bunch of different, you know, you can have the results in the center of the page or the left of the page, different theme colors, font sizes. Um, They took me through a little uh, wizard when I first signed up, like, hey, you can personalize it a little bit. And that was nice. Um, I didn't go like crazy, but there were certain things where I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Open a new tab is probably my favorite um, mm. because I always right click to open in a new tab when I do results because I'll do, a, you know, the f- five pages and I'll just open them in new tabs. So the fact you could default to that was really helpful. I don't know if you can in Google. I haven't. Um, my negatives on the takeaway were... It was a little simplistic. Like I felt one thing that's nice about Google is, yeah, the plain text results are nice, but all those other little things they throw in there, I think work better on Google. The shopping results or the questions people ask or the little side panel summary. I felt Google does a better job. Not that uh, Kaji did a, a bad job, but Google does a better job. And then the other thing was I didn't, I was bouncing between pages and even though I made it the default in Chrome. So, you know, in the URL bar, when you type it in, it was search on, on, on uh, Kagi. Uh, it was just annoying to not have, to be able to have Google work. I had to, you had to be signed in is what I'm trying to say. Um, which it sometimes didn't work well. I, you know, I'd open up a new tab. It wouldn't stay signed in. I was having some issues there. I installed the extension, but didn't seem to quite work. Um, and the real question comes down to, Um, because I was going to look here, unlimited searches is $10 a month. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's a good quality product. I didn't have any real negatives about it, but is it miles better than Google? I'm not 100% sold. Now, I get if you're a privacy lunatic. No offense (laughs) to people who are privacy lunatics. I get it. You want the clean browser. You don't want the ads. You don't want it tracking you. I get it. Good for you. Pay $10 a month. I don't know that I'm sold, but maybe you guys talking about it, Ken. Colby, what did, uh, what did you think? So Sean, you got way deeper into this than I did. Honestly, I've had this. I don't know. I saw this online a long time ago been bouncing around in my I think I said it as the search engine on my work computer a while ago so I, I've been sort of using it for a little bit um, I did not know you could do any of the customizations <laughs> which is which is which is cool um, I'm definitely going to try that out but the the thing I realized using this I think I agree with Sean where you said if you if if there is like a one good answer for your question, uh, it's usually there. But if it's like, you know, if you're asking a question and and you need to read through many things to find the answer, it's like doesn't feel quite as good for that. But uh, something I noticed recently is like I would type something in and I would. Um, not be able to find what I was looking for like every time in a way that it felt like, like how bad are their search results so that I'm, that I can't find what I'm looking for every time. And I realized the other day that I've been so habitualized by today's Google to type something in and then immediately scroll down like five results <laughs> to get past the sponsored queries that I would, I was scrolling past the thing that I looked for because it's like the first or the second one. Uh, and I just, I like just, just, just today when I was, I was thinking more deeply about it, I was like, Oh, actually it's, it's right there. 
uh, which was That's really which was funny. a funny a funny a funny realization. So so sorry sorry uh, search engine people for for <laughs> thinking you were so bad when I was actually just uh, I don't know being dumb because of Google. It's their fault. <laughs> they broke your brain. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. I think what spurred me to look at this was um, I think Google is still fine. I actually, I think I'm going to say the opposite of something you said, Sean, I think Google's still fine. If you're asking a question that has an obvious answer, Google works fine. And, and I actually find that it's much faster than Kagi. I noticed the Kagi is a little bit slower on each page load, but it's fine. But uh, I do notice that what if you do like 50 searches a day, um, where I found that Google is extremely unhelpful now is when you're searching for some, if you're exploring and you're like, I want to look at focaccia recipes. Like the first page is going to be absolute bullshit or like, um, help me find, uh, like what's a stupid thing you need to buy? Like a towel rack for the bathroom. And it's like, it's this random website of our top 25 towel racks. And it's just a bunch of AI generated garbage um that has totally killed google for me if i know what i'm looking for i'm like find me this youtube video great um although even then i've noticed when you google uh, like a video there's a specific smash video there's only one recorded match between these two players and i googled it one player is very famous the other player not so and the first three results were from the famous player playing other people and it's like i didn't that word was in my search, but this other word was also in my search. So shouldn't the YouTube video that has both of these words be ranked much more highly than, but those other videos are much more popular. And I'm sure that my guess is that something deep in Google is like, we got to get this person into these videos because if these videos have a much higher retention rate than these other videos. So if we, if we can get him into here, then he'll watch more YouTube videos. And then that increases our blah, 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 blah. Um, so whereas I found that Kagi, especially with my favorite feature, the small web filter, is really great for exploring content. So out here, let me share a tab. Come tab, Kagi search. So you can get this thing here. I'll make this a bit bigger. Uh, I think this is an advanced search, right? Let me make sure. Yeah, click on advanced search and then... You can get these filters here. There are many that you can move in and out of here. And you search for small web and then something like uh, bathroom towel. Yeah, bathroom towel storage. Wow, didn't expect walmart.com to be up there. <laughs> um, interesting. This is also really bad, actually. I take it back. Wow, that's so funny. Walmart.com and Sam's Club are all on the first page for small web. Let's, uh, <laughs> how about JavaScript ES6? Interesting. Uh, anyways, I've had good results in the past of, of using small web. Uh, or, or actually, like a recipe. That's what I was using small web for, like... Uh, oh, right, right. There's a whole recipes thing. This is another really nice thing. So if you want to make a instant pot biryani, uh, this thing filters to, again, wow, I'm really striking out here. Unless does this actually have <laughs> a recipe? No. Oh, it does. Okay. Um, this thing filters for only recipes that don't have a bunch of bullshit. So typically I click, uh, click on these links I was looking at. Uh, Rosemary. <laughs> Fuck gotcha. Interesting. It really likes these GIF recipes things. Uh, and presumably if we scroll down in here somewhere. Wow. I'm really striking out. <laughs> I mean, I think that's... You know, here we uh, go. This is the one I looked at. It's like boom, recipe well, right here. Good. No bullshit. Um, yeah. Whereas on the bad website, 
Here's my favorite thing about rosemary. Blah, 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 blah. Here's other rosemary recipes. Like, oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think this is always a... And it's, it's so funny doing the show with you guys. It, it really is, because it, it, the sort of uh, programmer mindset, I don't mean to kind of put everybody in a box here, but, you know, it's always <laughs> this battle between, do you, do you go with the, the popular thing the big company has made good for everyone, or do you get really granular in the customization of the really specialized thing? And Gaggy seems like a great website, because even if you, you can make your own lenses... Uh, that are custom for certain websites. If you want to search certain parameters, like you can really get into it and it seems very customizable, but at the same time, Dan, like you pull up that recipe and I'm like, again, like Colby, I'm trained to just scroll as far as I have to on that recipe until I see an ingredients list. And I don't like it. It's not good, but I just do it because that's the way it is. And so it's just always that balance of, is it worth, is it worth the effort? The other thing I would say is, and I was kind of, I don't want to say bummed, but I was like, I get their, their privacy focus. They do not save search history, period. They don't. And I'm kind of like, that would be a great added feature because I get yeah. you don't want Google to know your search history, but there is value in having the ecosystem and all this stuff integrated. And so I, it's a, I, I think it's a very good product, to be honest with you. I'm probably going to try and use it for another couple days and get a little more into it and comfortable um, and see what I find. I'm not, I, I, I did enjoy it. Um, by the way, one more thing I forgot to mention. Uh, I haven't been doing this, but I should start. You can, so I hate when you Google something and it's like, here's Pinterest results for the, your thing that you just Googled and they're hundred percent useless. So I can just be like, no, no more Pinterest. And oh, then rerun cool. my search. It'll remember that forever. No more Pinterest. What happens if you search for Pinterest? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, you don't get you don't get Pinterest.com. You just get uh, <laughs> Pinterest's React app. <laughs> wow. That's funny. So that's, that's my cool. that's my other favorite feature is um, I, I found that that happens a lot, right? And you're probably training yourself to do this too. Like when Colby, when we Google programming things, uh, what is it? Experts exchange. There's a bunch of these that are just like rehashed GitHub issues and stack overflow answers. And we eventually learn to filter them out, but you can actually filter them out forever and you never have to look at them again. And it's like... It's like when you finally learn how to like hand like the whole Zen of to do lists where the thing comes up in your life and you put it in the to do list and the feeling that you get of knowing that you don't have to think about it and that you've designed your life such that that thing will come up and you will deal with it and you don't have to go to bed tonight thinking like, oh, shit, OK, like I have to do the X, Y and Z. You know, let me make sure I get the, the flights for this and I got to bring that as like, no, 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 it's I put it in the list so I don't have to remember it. This is like the sort of inverse. I don't have to I don't have to maintain this <laughs> in my brain list the bullshit filter anymore. I've put that somewhere else and the computer's doing it for me. Amazon links are like that for me. Where whenever you search any product, Amazon gets the first one or two links. And if I yeah, want that actually, on Amazon, I will go there and search for it. Actually, that's so that a great is, point. That's one I would block right away. I'm gonna yeah, thank you. They I'm gonna never block add that value. right now. That that does drive me crazy. So, um, you can search for just forums, any kind of forum. And interestingly, it doesn't include Reddit, which could be considered good or bad. So, if you if apply the forum lens, it's really good for like home improvement stuff. Like, okay, let me just get those like the the fifty five year olds in Minnesota. I want to hear what they think about this water heater problem, not like this AI generated blog or this content marketing piece from the Missoula plumbing association. Um, that's, a, that's another thing you, you Google like house problems and it's like, here I'm uh, this is a random, uh, uh, 
roofing company in Clearwater, Florida, and here's five paragraphs of BS about why roofs are important. And uh, if you want want to know more, contact us. Like, oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) I just want to know: Do I need to do X or Y? And Clearwater, Florida has no idea what you need to do in Seattle. Totally different. Totally different. Um, but thanks for trying it. It was, uh, I've been enjoying it a lot. I was curious what you two would think about it. Yeah, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep trying it. I don't know if I'm going to fully commit, but I think it needs more than a day. So I'm going to, I'm going to play with it. Um, I think you're right. You got to spend time. You got to put in the time to get the result. You got to put in the time to customize it. The lenses look pretty simple to set up, to be honest with you. Um, and I can think of a couple basically put in what sites you want to include, what sites you want to exclude. You can filter it by time. Uh, And I'm like, boy, I'd put in a bunch of sports blogs in here. um, So I could search for certain players or topics or articles that were only published. And one of the issues is, you know, we did the fantasy football on here. Mm -hmm. And if you Google, you know, line up for week eight, you'll get results from 2021. And it's often hard to tell. So be able Mm. to say, boy, I only want things published in the last seven days. Like, I, I think you could create some cool stuff with it. So it's it's definitely a neat idea. One of the uh, one of the other things, in case you guys are curious, they actually have a I don't know if you've seen this, Dan. They actually have a search stats page where they list the most blocked and pinned URLs on the platform. Would you oh. like to know the most blocked URLs? <sighs> yeah. Any any I mean, guesses? Most blocked. Um, one of them. Um, there's not an easy way. I have to scroll through here. It doesn't look like it. Oh, it's down. It's it's on it, but it's down a ways. It's not like top twenty. Hmm. It's so hard because I like this is all instinct for me. The ones that I filter out. Well, I will say the answers won't surprise you if that Mm -hmm. makes you feel any better. Pinterest is Pinterest one. Pinterest is number one with a bullet. Wow. Nice. Pinterest. Yep. Way up. Get out of here. Uh, also near the top, uh, Facebook, okay. FoxNews.com, Redcard.com. <laughs> um, oh, those are good ideas. Quora.com. Quora. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, Instagram, Twitter. Here's the. Um, have you been on Quora recently? Because uh, Quora is is frustrating because sometimes you Google something and Quora does have the answer, um, but now the the here's what they do. You know how you were talking about you go on Google and you have to skip past the ads. Quora has inserted at the top of every question a new answer answered by ChatGPT to every question Ugh. that you have to scroll <laughs> past. <laughs> Wow. And it's like so it's like so fucked up. It's like what uh this question has answers. Um but okay, and it like is is OpenAI paying you to do this? It's very strange. What is it supposed to accomplish? Is it like a synthesis of all the answers or something? Like You know, maybe I always assumed it was its own answer. No, I think it, yeah, it's its own answer. That's weird. I feel like Quora is one of those sites that when I'm Googling weird home improvement stuff, I sometimes you end up there and sometimes. Sometimes it has the answer. It's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. It's It has a higher hit rate than Pinterest. <laughs> totally. The hit rate of zero. All right. I don't know where the answer is, but it's not on Pinterest. There is a certain skill to search. Wow. Absolutely. Well, good topic, Dan. This was great. Thanks. I love trying new things. This was fun. I certainly kept uh, work interesting today because every time, like I said, I did 26 searches today. Uh, and every time I had to do one, it was fun to see uh, fun to see the results. So see at least how, it many, was how many searches that I do today? I would have kept a record. I would have read them because I'm sure there was some good. Uh, it looks like it's in UTC. Um, somewhere between 19 and 44 searches, depending on when you start counting. 
I think my best search today was best gifts for 95 year olds. Spoiler alert, not a lot of articles on that one. Interesting. So if you guys have any suggestions, I am open to have, it. Have you done the uh, the smart photo thing that you beam the photos to? Yeah. We did that years ago, and it was a disaster. Oh. Yeah, she kept forgetting. She would turn it off and then forget to turn it back on, and then it sat at her house for like four years, just not turned on at all. So... Yeah. We, we ditched that one. Although she does have Wi-Fi at her house now. So if we can come that up with a good <laughs> smart home device. I don't think my grandma hmm. doesn't have Wi-Fi. She's not 95. Well, she lives with my dad now and he has <laughs> Wi-Fi. So uh, it's in the building. She did not have it before that. I can assure you. Um. But I'm open to suggestions. If anyone has an email us, let us know. Yeah, I'll have to think about it. That's yeah, uh, it's a tough one. Well, good, Dan. Well, hey, Colby's on the clock for next week. Anything you can tease for us, Colby? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I have an idea, though. Okay. But I have to think about it for another five minutes. Very fair. It's uh, don't panic. The show that gives you homework. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Well, I'm 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 already uh, working on mine, so um, I'm I'm excited. I think. Uh, don't hold me to it. I think there's going to be a little trivia challenge between the two of you um, when mine comes around. An all-time Sean classic. So I can't wait. This will this will always be fun. a good time. Excellent. Well, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about or share, we can make our way to the uh, exits here. I definitely want to, uh, of course, promote. Dan's got to go eat dinner. I, we got to promote quickly. Uh, UpforDebate.tv. Guys, uh, our first sandwiches uh, tier rankings episode is live on the feed and coming shortly. Uh, the second half in the finale. Guys, I'm sure we screwed it up in some way. I almost guarantee it. Um, you can listen to me mispronounce foreign sandwiches. Um, I don't know French or uh, any other language, really. So it's very <laughs> funny. Definitely check that out at Up for Debate. Uh, it, it was funny because Matt would say it the right way and then I would still say it the wrong way. Um, up for Debate.tv or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, check that out. Of course, our show is Don't Panic at Don'tPanic.io. It's a great website. The audio and the video are there of all the episodes. Uh, so you can definitely check them out. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. We're on all the major apps with the video version on YouTube. So you can see our glorious swooped hairs uh, on your screen in HD. You don't want to miss that. And of course, you can get in contact with us. Don't panic show at gmail.com is our email. If you have gift suggestions for my grandmother, please let me know. Uh, but with that, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, we'll send Dan off to get his dinner. So on behalf of Dan and Colby, I'm Sean. We appreciate being here. We'll see you next time for another great edition of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.